I think it would be fair to warn you, before this goes any further, that you got to me a little too late. Seems just 30 seconds ago, I was romantic. But now a minute and a half has passed, and I said bereft of sweet concepts espoused by Shakespeare, Cyrano, Neruda, and Charlie Chaplin. A daisy stolen and offered in passing. Mixed CDs wrapped in painstaking poetry appearing mysteriously in your mailbox. Songs composed unsung and left locked up in my windpipe because modern society has deemed these types of affections no longer romantic but simply creepy. Well, guess what? What the average person deems to be creepy, I call hot. Now let's just for a minute forget about hair height and body type and get right down to brass bedposts, shall we? I will know. I have found the woman of my dreams when she agrees to have sex to the Imperial March from Star Wars. Bum, bum, ba da 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 Bonus points if she agrees to throw on a hood and do a little Palpatine for me. I can feel your anger growing. <laughs> in your pants. Oh my God! Are these nipples hard or what? She will have seen and understood every single nuance of repo, man. Can quote it religiously and goes positively sterile every time I say this is my boomstick! That's right. She want to be a killer of and a zombie all at the same time. She will not only have heard of Black Adder, Monty Python, and Red Dwarf, but will go goofy in the slacks when I treat her to the half-rimmer salute. Her book collection will span from Sylvia Plath and Anne Sexton to Sin City and Transmetropolitan. Our pet names will be Optimus and Bumblebee. <laughs> An intimate evening together would go something like this. After our sumptuous meal of Chinese takeout, washed down with a cheeky vintage Coca-Cola, we will then view and discuss the entire pantheon of Kevin Smith. The evening will then take a turn for the morose when she adjourns to the bedroom without me. Somewhere during the second commentary track of City of Lost Children. Then later on, sometime during the special feature, she will gently yank, break my reverie by yanking on my ear and screaming, Ow! Poet boy! Quit moping around like your inner child just slit its wrists and get down on your knees because I didn't get dressed up like Battle Angel for nothing! It's would be unchivalrous for me to elaborate further. Needless to say, darling, if you think this sounds like you, seek professional help. But my buttercup, I will be awaiting upon your release from the asylum. And after we giggle over the popsicle stick replicas of the USS Enterprise you made in art therapy, we will then adjourn to the local art house. There, we will be wed during the midnight movie presentation of Twin Peaks, Fire Walk With Me. Now I ask you, how can you call that creepy? <laughs> you realize how much he sounds oh, how much he sounds like fucking uh, Rollins sometimes. Yeah, he totally does. I was he like, totally Damn, does. that sounds like fucking Rollins in a couple spots. So what's Polly's site? <clears throat> he's doing a Kickstarter project for his next album. He needs to figure out how to record stuff. Or he's, he knows how to record. He needs to get the gear together to do it. And it's a uh, it's a Kickstarter project. It's kck.st slash g1z capital Z. D0N. Dude. Yeah, it's quite... That's the, easy to remember. That, yeah, I think we're just going to put that on the site. <laughs> I saw that link and I'm like, really? Dude, you couldn't uh, like, you couldn't have found, like, you know, Polly. <laughs> right? Like, Polly at Kickstarter. Right. Make my fucking album.com. 
But basically, if you search for Polly Lipman, L-I-P-N-A-N, or Spoken Word Music Album, he's got 10 backers so far for $335. That's awesome. But he needs to get a... He's looking for three grand. Hmm. He's got 26 days to go. Well, we'll have to see if we can help him because Polly definitely needs to be talking more on tape. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely does. That's awesome. Uh, so, hey, Ben, dude. I, like, rarely see you fucking anymore. busy. We don't hang out anymore. You don't love me. I, dude. You're too busy. Speaking of that comment, have you seen the <laughs> fucking Tyson documentary? No. Oh, man. I missed that. I'm telling you what. He's a fucking... He is the most awesome dude ever. He is the biggest train wreck in human history. Well, yeah. I already knew that. <laughs> no, but, I mean, the... All right, so I think I kind of remember this because I, I know that's where the saying I know the saying came from him or like the uh, let's call it an anecdote. Okay. Um, but there's one part like after he got out of jail for, and, for beating up his girlfriend. No, I think it was for beating up Don King. Okay. Or one yeah one of those right he I don't know the whole time he's like he's like man this white man and he just he just. He took me into his house, and so I was like, I could rape this fool. I could, I could take all his stuff. You know, like, like the whole time. You know, this he's, is talking, what he's talking about his yeah, the whole time, the whole time. Or he's talking about like, I did not ever raise her. I may have done it to other people, but definitely not her. <laughs> like, I mean, the whole time it was fucking awesome. Like he was just straight up real about everything, which I, I thought was great. But the the comment part, um. Uh, He's in a press conference, right? And some white dude, oh god, like said something to him. When are people going to learn not to ask questions? Don't in talk conference? to Mike Tyson. He bites ears off. Yeah. Hey, guess what? Tiger. This is a tiger. Like, don't go up and poke it. It will fuck you up. So he looks at the guy and he's like, "I'll, I'll, I'll fuck your ass. I'll, I'll eat your fucking whole asshole live. I'll just, I'll, I'll fuck you till you love me." And, wow. And and that was <laughs> fuck you till you love me. And that, my friends, is the best thing that's you that's could ever say to someone. Fucking day. I'm ever. Get... <laughs> ever. That is a that is an EL t shirt. <laughs> I'll fuck you till you love me. <laughs> I, bet, oh my I bet we'd God. sell the shit out of that. We one would too. sell all of them. We, we I mean we wouldn't even have to Oh God! We could we just make it find like a, somebody that actually would print it for us, dude. We could make it like a, two stick figures and a hangman puzzle underneath it, <laughs> so it doesn't really say it, but everyone knows Ready what the fuck like, it says. I will F space C K <laughs> O U and make make the like person getting fucked a stick figure where like you get the wrong letter and you get like the little stick. The person fucking, getting fucked is the hangman. Get the fucking hangman, exactly. <laughs> Blink, my phone agrees. Yeah. Uh, that, that, was that your phone or my phone? I don't know. They all make the same fucking noises now. God damn it. <laughs> um, sorry, but I don't know. Steve and I were watching that last night. Like That's it was fucking funny. It was like one in the morning, I and I saw you it. Till you I'll love fuck, me. And, but the way he says, "I fuck you till you love me," <laughs> he just and he's screaming at him. <laughs> Dude, we were watching that shit last night. It was on. I don't know. We had to we had to keep watching it. Like well, Steve, after Steve's that, all, yeah. Steve's all, I'm going to bed, dude. I was like, yeah. He stands up and he's sitting there, and Tyson's just more train wreck, train wreck, train wreck. and he's like, <laughs> hey, he sits back. He doesn't even say anything; just sits back down. He's the, like, you don't yeah, need, you don't need reality. I got a meeting TV. in the morning, but I got to watch this because he's just going off. Hey, guess what? What's that? I just got an email. That says webmail user notice. My account expires in 24 hours. 
What what webmail? Oh, I don't know, because it came to a Google account, so I think it's kind of amusing that my Google account's going to expire in 24 hours, and it That's came cool. from ucoz.com. Nice. I'm you, sure you, I should, I should click that fucking click link. Click that shit. Don't worry, you're on a Mac. You can do it. I'm not on a Mac. I know. I'm on a fucking Vista box, which kind of... That's even better. <laughs> click it. Who cares? There's nothing important on that motherfucker. Go for it. All right, let's see. <laughs> Sir, you're gonna get owned. <laughs> you're getting owned live. <laughs> That's hot. I'm not clicking. Yeah, don't click it. That's a good. Idea. That's a way better idea than clicking it. Give me a VMware. I'll open it now. Yeah, I think there there may even be VMware on that little crappy thing. I don't even want to try starting that thing up. Give five hours <laughs> like, later. Be like, I made the click. Hours. You log in. You're like, L. <laughs> Wait. Jesus. Oh, God. So what's uh, what's what, new? Uh, work. Work, huh? <laughs> what's it, what's it, let's hear work, about that. Man. How's that going? It's going. It's busy. Busy? Busy. Dude, Q4 fucking, fucking fourth crazy. Quarter, man. Yeah, everybody. Everybody, please. God damn it. I get to go to Richmond, Virginia Monday. Or Sunday, actually. Dude. I'll be there till Tuesday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's fucking gay. Because I'll be like five miles from there. On Thursday. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> no, I mean, no bullshit. I will be there on Thursday. Oh, that fucking sucks. <laughs> That's fucking God gay. Because normally, I would imagine that we would Apparently, the only time we can be in the same city together is in, is when we, is in fucking Germany. When we're throwing tables we're th- out windows? Is <laughs> I, that what I, you mean? I, yeah. I was reclaiming your honor. There's been so much that happened <laughs> since we recorded we, Yeah, episode. we haven't. We, have Holy we done one since we got back shit. from Germany? Did we? We or, just didn't I'm talk sorry, about we, it. We, we, we just kept Lu- it. Luxembourg, quiet. not Germany. We didn't. Talk, yeah, well, we, we didn't talk about that. I mean, I think we might have said like it was cool. I think we did, didn't we? Fuck, man. I don't. We didn't talk know about like the crazy about Halloween party and like in the middle of the industrial district. We had a walk. I'm pretty sure we didn't talk. Did we talk about that? No. We, He's like, <laughs> fuck. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, like we don't even know what we talk about. No, we don't. That's we, okay. We already knew that. Well, yeah. Fuck, dude. The industry has known that for a long time. Not only did they not know what they're saying, yeah. they, they say remember, it so loudly. They don't remember they don't saying even it. Remember, God, that's like my little alcoholic feel. retarded brother. It's, I don't get it. What'd you say? I don't know. Okay. Give well, me another beer, Jimmy. Okay. Well, welcome to the Special Olympics of podcasts, dude. We are where all of our spots are handicapped. Yeah, it was open DLP. Oh yeah, we had Andy on last time. So we didn't talk about we any of that fun about, shit. We didn't talk oh. about the Halloween party Jesus. with the wolf blood shot. The wolf blood. The we wolf did blood. that stuff a lot. We did a lot we of those. We drank those all night. We drank a lot. <laughs> and the best part, dude. <laughs> the best part is neither one of us have a fucking clue what's in them. Oh, my God. But it makes you throw tables out of Except- fifth-story windows in luxury <laughs> hotels. I'm not bullshitting. I, f- I... Just the leg. Okay. The First off... <laughs> I laid through the leg. The building moved... And because of that, I fell. <laughs> the building. <laughs> and, and while I was falling during the moving the wolf, building the thing, the wolf blood, the wolf blood had nothing to do with him falling. Right. Or the building moving. The building was fucking moving, and that was obvious. I mean, you were sitting, so you really didn't have a frame of reference to that part. No, but I did see the part where you went through the table. But, yeah, so I went through a glass table. Um... Because I was fighting it. Like, you know, that's what happens. You get hurt when you're trying to fight falling down. So I was trying to fight it. And 
I, <laughs> it wasn't I, looking good. It, it was it was a bad it was, fight, right? It was not pretty. And it was totally in slow mo, like roll over the corner of the bed, fucking grab a chair. <laughs> exactly what. Happened. And then and then like my leg goes and knees and hits this table. Like I just like barely hit the fucking ta- table. Fucking explodes, <laughs> right? It's a it's a three. And he's three bleeding steel from legs. like eight different yeah, places. Three fucking steel legs and. Solid glass on top, and the motherfucker goes shrapnel, digs into my arm. My arm just explodes blood all over the bed, and I'm like, fuck, I'm bleeding. So Ryan goes, I got it. <laughs> I'm not bullshitting. He goes, I got it. And I thought he was going to help tend to my fucking, like, cesspool blood fucking crate. No, I knew you had that taken care of. So I'm like, Ugh! squirting blood. Like, there's blood all over the bed. And the floor and the fucking table, right? It's it's like a fucking zombie movie. And Ryan goes, "I got it." And what happened? What uh, what? Because I was blacking out because I was losing so much goddamn no, blood. Whatever you watch me fucking do it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, we first before 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 I did that, we actually tried to assemble the table back together. <laughs> and I don't think we could have done that sober. Much less drunk off our asses. So far beyond repair. So we sat there. It's like three legs. We're trying to balance a piece of glass on top of three metal legs, and they're like maybe that long. I was like, "Fuck it, give me that thing." I grabbed one of the legs. I was like, "This is what it gets for fuck making you bleed." I threw it out the window. So, so Ryan so fought the table in my honor. Clang. <laughs> and of course, I threw it in an alley, so it fucking echoes like all, it goes, all over the place. <laughs> and and I swear to God, within thirty seconds, I heard. And I'm in the t- I'm in the bath. I'm like, dude, I'm not getting it. I'm bleeding everywhere. Not getting it. And he's like, I got it. He goes to the door and he's like, what? And the guy, it's, it's a big, big German, German dude, dude, and he's holding a table leg. And I'm like, no, he wasn't holding that table leg. He wasn't holding the table leg yet. Oh, the that first was time. The first time he wasn't. First time he wasn't. The first time he, he came up and he's like, excuse me, there's two times. My bad. Your neighbors are complaining about noise. I was like, uh, well, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> He's like, they said you threw a table out of the window. I'm like, no, he didn't. <laughs> no. I just remember immediately he goes, they said you threw it. No, he didn't. Mm-mm. He's like, you said you threw a table out of the window. I'm like, no, he didn't. He's like, let me see your room. So I stamp, I step aside. And he looks in it and he doesn't see anything. He goes, except for Chris <laughs> bleeding on the walls. Yeah. I mean, there's a trail <laughs> of blood into the bathroom where they sent, it, they sent us pictures yeah, of this, by the pictures. way. pictures. So we have pictures, and there's just like a like sink covered in blood, you know, and fucking <laughs> metal table leg. It was pretty awesome for Halloween, yeah. like was, yeah. And you know what? The German bouncer at that Halloween party was telling us we didn't have enough blood. Maybe that's what, it, dude. That's that was that's our costume. Was. I was guy who got attacked by a table, and you were you were like <laughs> guy who reclaimed new school your honor. knight who reclaimed my honor by <laughs> launching the table out. It's just the leg. Fucking so yeah, he awesome. came back a second time, saying if if we. Uh, with the leg in his hand. He's all, ding, 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 like tapping yeah. the fucking thing. And I'm like, oh, dude. So he knocks again. And I'm like, what? We're not making any more noise. He's like, I found this outside. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's not ours. And he's like, yes, it is. And Ryan's like, no, it's no, not. No, seriously, come in. Like, come on in. Yeah, I'm like, hey, And the guy, on. like, won't come in. And uh, 
<laughs> and you're like, okay, so guess that's it. And just closes the door <laughs> on him. And Ryan goes back. He goes, that's not good, dude. I'm like, yep, we got to go. We got to go now. <laughs> so what do we do? We, we don't want to pack yeah. everything. We pack food. our shit just immediately. And I, I mean, I can show you proof of like my blood fucking soaked <laughs> clothes that were in my, and I'm like wrapping a t-shirt around my hand. And we, we decide, you know, the smart, you know, obvious security thing to do, which is the security part of the story is don't go by the front desk. So, <laughs> so, so we take now, the stairs. Now we have to take the stairs. So we take the stairs, right? We fly so down we're the stairs. Lugging, we're lugging fucking like huge suitcases. a week's worth of luggage in those giant suitcases and backpacks <laughs> down five flights of stairs to the fire escape door. And it says alarm will sound and opened. And so we're like, fuck. We both stand so there from there like, yeah. fuck it, hit it and run. <laughs> Dude. So we hit it. Sure as fuck the alarm went off. Sure as fuck we ran. It was loud as fuck. And then Ryan got his first battle scar. Yeah. Because so we're running I, the I took a right immediately and just smoked it down the street. And I'm down there and I finally get like a block and a half away and I duck around the corner of this building and like kind of check behind me and I don't see Ryan. And I'm like, oh my God, fuck, they got him, right? Like, <laughs> shit, somebody fucking got, got him. him. And I, I turn, and I, like, get back out, and Ryan's on the other side of the street, but, like, now walking the same direction, but, <laughs> and, like, a half a block behind me. And limping. And, like, kind of limping, and I'm like, oh my God, like, what the fuck? And he's like, what the fuck, man? Why'd you fucking leave? And I'm like, we were running from the building, dude. And he was like, ah, yeah, but I, I fucking fell, like, in the middle of the street. <laughs> Took like a big old digger. I was, I was running and I was loaded and my fucking heel caught my suitcase. So I ate shit in the middle of the street. So here's Ryan and I rolling into the fucking Hoffmannhof. Bleeding. Bleeding. Both of us bloody. Taking a train to the airport. In the fucking train station at five and the train leaves at like six something. And we're like, we're just going to sit on the train. God. <laughs> So the moral of that story is if you want to drink for cheap in Frankfurt, <laughs> go to the little corner stores and then yeah. drink on the street <laughs> because it's way cheaper than trying to drink and in the bars. And you will definitely get your exercise away. Yeah. And you'll get a little scar tissue as well. <laughs> so that's the security thought of the week. Let's talk about something not security related. <laughs> well, I think while we were in Luxembourg, wasn't there a conference in Texas or something? There's oh, B-sides. I, I thought, no, I thought it was, well, our snake was giving us his last speech at a, at a conference and actually apparently talked oh, about Lone us. Con or Lost yeah. Con? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> was the OSP conference in Austin, I think. I didn't get to hear the speech, but I, I saw like 18 people tweet that like, oh man, our snake just talked about shit. It's fucking speech. He's giving you props or something like that. I was like, oh my God, more I'm people like, are talking wow, shit about us. Our, our snake listens to us. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I you know just just to give it back, like his last blog post was the fucking coolest blog post ever, yeah. and you can't top it. So period, it's that's. And I that's hope it. he, I hope he gets what he wants. <clears throat> I hope he gets to be happy again and enjoys life again and enjoys. Dude, I know and, all of us go through it. Yeah, it's called burnout. It's called fucking. I hate this industry. Fuck you. I'm done. Like, and it and it happens every couple years, and you either go through it or you fucking quit, or you just and lose everything. As as Rich Heiner says, you punch someone and go sell cars. Fucking gonna punch this dude and go sell cars. That's what he told. 
when one of your engineers in the middle of an engagement goes, I'm going to punch this fucking dude and go sell cars, I'm out. What's it's, it, isn't that... Uh, <laughs> it's fucking awesome. I'm not going to mention who it is because I'm pretty sure that we're going to stop there. Oh, who the client was? Yeah. Yeah, we're not going to go with that. No, no. Um, well, no, I wasn't going to name the client, but I was going to make a comment. In I know. Yeah. I think yeah. I'll just stop. I'll just... Uh, yeah. Anyway. Fucking broken table. Oh, my God. I didn't do that. I did not do that shit. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about, dude. Mm-mm. I tried to talk to them in the morning, but they were gone. And all I saw was a broken table and blood. Dude, you should see the letter. It was like 700 bucks. <laughs> For a table? Dude. I that sent table you the not, bill and the pictures and everything. I didn't I see mean, the pictures. I saw the bill. Oh, I sent you the email with the pictures attached. Oh, I didn't see the. I didn't oh, yeah. get. I didn't get the attachments. Those were good ones. <laughs> You'll have to resend those to me. I, sure I, I want to keep those. Those should go on the site. Speaking about getting backdoored, uh, uh, the pro FTPD. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. And and all you have to do is type in help space acid bitches, <laughs> and it would display a root <laughs> That's fucking. That's the win. That person who made that, guess what? You get an A+. You have won that game. Please proceed to the next round. That's awesome. Oh, man. Uh, I like it when, when like, big companies get hacked and, like, they're, you know, like, the downloads just get propagated with nasty shit. Like, because Witch Call just happened again. Essit. Um, just got popped and did they? Yeah, one of their new updates was backdoored, and so did uh, so did another AV company, which is just awesome. Like, go good, get it. Fuck the AV companies up because that's just hilarious. I'm surprised they don't. What are you doing? Download the new dad file for what? Shell. It's great, you know. <laughs> really awesome. Are they gonna make that a core plugin? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's I had a backdoor McAfee. That's that's what like the the best part about like the evil grade is, right? It's right, it's like that's the fucking coolest, most straight up right thing ever. Like it it populates and says, "Hey, I'm the Adobe backup server. Download the new update." Oh, Blah, nice. Rootkit. <laughs> Cute. But it's great because when it first started out, it was for like Metasploit and stuff like that. Right. And, so and now it's just fucking evil. Well, yeah. Now it's they think they have seventy five packages or something like that since two came out. Seventy five different software packages. Um, it's just killer, man. I mean, that's that's what people do when they hack shit. They don't have fucking rules. They don't. And I can't wait to talk to Lenny because he's gonna get on here in a minute. And, Actually, and it's when, a, I just perfect. realized Lenny has an ad on his on his front website, on uh, front page of the website for uh, Open DLP. It's awesome. <laughs> but it's like this is what I really want to go over on the Honeypot stuff and and talk a little about his kind of history and and, and things. It's just that. Dude, attackers don't have fucking rules. Nope. Like, they will straight up fucking break the table, bleed all over your fucking hotel room and bounce and, 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 and be out, and that's hole. it. And they'll throw the whole fucking table out the window. They'll throw the whole thing. They'll throw it out, and when you come up with the table, they'll grab the motherfucker from you, throw it out again just to prove a point. <laughs> like, like the exotic liability rock star experience in Frank, Frankfurt. Just, but, but I think that people I, don't... I, I, got, a, I got a look telling that story <laughs> It was, you just got that. Mm-hmm. No, really? You did that? Like, when did you turn five? Like, when, when was I not? <laughs> I was like, come on. It was me and Chris in a foreign country. Yeah. Something has to get fucked yeah. up. 
<laughs> Either us or the country. Or apparently both. <laughs> yeah. Last time we got hurt by Germany with the luggage. This time we paid those motherfuckers back. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> it was retribution. <laughs> Throwing the leg neutral. out of the window was was retribution against United for losing our luggage. Correct. Well, we, no, Lufthansa, we, Lufthansa and United. Well, Lufthansa as a, took care of us. Yeah, they did. United fucked us in the start. All right, I'm going to go back to security stuff, I promise, someday. Yeah. No, okay. I won't. Let's call Lenny. <laughs> Welcome to Skype. <clears throat> but I just I want to talk about the attacker stuff, because... So talk about it. I just... I don't know. I just... I don't... I don't understand. Like, I don't understand why... If you're not ready for a street fight, why are you fucking with people? Like, if you're not ready to fight Mike Tyson... Why are you telling him he's a bitch? Because he will straight, uh, he will tell you, "I will fuck you till I love." Do you love me? Like he will just, he will let you know that he's coming at that thing. Especially if you steal his tiger. Is see, and then he just knocks then, out the then, fat then, dude. Then he shows up in your hotel room singing Genesis. Do 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 do. I can feel it coming. Was that in the fucking documentary? Because that should have been. That shit was so great. I'm kind of curious what they're gonna have because because uh, the second one, Bill Clinton. He's in it? He's in it in a cameo. And so is, uh, oh, fuck. Somebody else is in it, isn't it? And I was like, really? He's, oh, uh, Mel Gibson. Really? Maybe he's. Did you just fucking fart? Maybe. Uh, Go. It wasn't me. It's no, I'm talking to the dog. dog. Go. Don't step on Dante. Yeah, maybe maybe Bill Clinton is orally waterboarding well, I, Mel it, Gibson. It happens in Thailand. Or Bangkok or something, so it's possible. Nice. Or they run the the, the little kids' place. Oh god! Can we call someone in security so yeah. we don't have to What's talk his, anymore? Because uh, it's just gonna <laughs> go down the fucking hole. <laughs> is he on here? Or I don't see. He should is. be. Oh, yep, there he is. You want to message him and tell him that we're gonna call him so if he has to like nah. do his hair or something? No, I'm just gonna call. All right, him. cool. Why does he have to do his hair? I don't fucking know. It was the first thing I thought of. Okay. <laughs> Beep. Boop. It doesn't oh, ring anymore. Really? Why not? Because it got turned off and I forgot to turn it back on. But I like when it rings. Now we don't know. We just have to keep saying hello. 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 Answer like anybody else answers a phone. Maybe. Me. That's what you think, motherfucker. Nothing's happening. See? You're dead ass wrong. He won't even fucking answer. It's because we don't have a ring. Just okay. Hang up. Sorry, right. Larry. Message him. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. So, yeah, I I was given a talk today at a like little healthcare thing, um, at one of the Cisco offices, and it was fun because I did some of that like talk from the pulling the plug, and uh, pretty much just took a whole bunch of pictures mm-hmm. of machines inside of the hospital and was like, is this inside or outside of your compliance mechanism? And then I'm like, yeah, but if I attack it, I kill motherfuckers with this. Like, they die. But there's no checkbox. Yeah, and those people got it we quickly. Looked, <clears throat> we looked for the checkbox. We couldn't find it. <clears throat> he said, ready when we are. And that was ten minutes ago. And I'm calling him. Watch and this. Sounds like you hear the lambs, Clarice? <laughs> <laughs> we need Dulce back for noises. He yeah. always made the greatest noise. We well, now he's get in his Vegas. Ass. Yeah, well, perfect. Now he can be on Skype again. <laughs> we didn't have enough. We didn't have enough fucking microphones to we, have we, Delchi here. We tried calling you, Larry, but you wouldn't answer your phone, so we called Delchi. It's instead. not Larry. It's Lenny. 
Lenny. But yeah, Sorry. we can call Larry. Larry. Let's just call. Let's randomly find somebody. Call Larry from uh, Paula Comp. Sorry, Lily. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure they'd be happy to hear from us. Yeah, it's like 10:30 at night. Let's see, Larry, Larry, Larry. I'm looking. Where is he? I know he's we're just here. randomly calling people now. We're like, fuck it, call him. So I had an interesting text message the other day from a friend asking me if I wanted to be on a uh, CBS report about our good friend. Uh, the Gat? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, apparently they're doing an investigation. Yeah. Um, into, into the whole like lawsuit thing. Chris was talking today about having the phone interview, I think, tomorrow. Um, on that with, report? On, on that. Yeah, doing the whole... Cause so, did you see so, the fucking T-shirt that dumb piece of fucking shit made? No, I, uh, I've I've literally started ignoring him. I have no interest in paying uh, attention to him. All right, I mean the guy can—he's a waste of time. I would not even give him the pleasure of letting me fuck him till he loved me. I, I mean it was. <laughs> wow, what, you know, he, he you know. made a fucking T-shirt that had Chris's profile picture on it and says I'm a racist hacker. Oh, that's good. And sold it online. Yeah, but how many has he actually sold? None. The guy's a mm. fucking retard. How much security work has he ever done? None. None. But, I mean, it's still fucked up. <laughs> a little bit. You know, I mean, it's not... Yeah. But did he actually put any of Chris's information on there, too? Or is it just like... He a, put his face. I got it. And called him a racist, which is sue, illegal. You know what? He should sue him for likeness usage. <laughs> <laughs> he wants. He wants. He's like, no, I'm the black one. No, it was in black and white. I'm wants, white, and they're like, what? He wants 16 million Ligat shares for every T-shirt sold. 100 million pesos. And after four or five hundred shirts, he might own a tenth of the company. But as Ligat told us before, you can't ever own my company because there's no company to own. Cause there ain't no motherfucking company <laughs> to own. Because you can't own a black man. Not anymore. Anymore. <laughs> There's some places that you can't. I think. There's not in the U.S. Well, no. I don't know. Check like Google Wiki and something in WikiLeaks. I'm <laughs> where, sure there's something that tells you. Where can you own a black man? Where can I own a black man? That's what that's what WikiLeaks is going to turn into. Like if you want to do really <laughs> shady okay, stuff, wait, you can just no, search. We, we should talk about that for security while while we wait on figuring out whether Lenny's going to answer Skype or not. <laughs> So did you read any of those docs that got released and everybody's like yelling and screaming about retarded? It it's I don't see why any of it was classified in the first place. It's, it's retarded. Like, really? You think Putin is Batman to the to the presidents <laughs> of Robin? I mean, no shit. Yeah. That's, huh. that's why he's the prime minister and the other dude's the president. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> but no, I mean it's just like and then, you know, China, the, the big secret about China saying, well, North and South Korea being united again, oh not such God. a bad idea. Yeah, right? Okay. okay. Well, that was a matter of time yeah. before that came out. Cause yeah, because God knows if we I was need to China, spend more money on the fucking parallel and well, keeping I mean, that shit in line. If I was fucking China, I'd be like, dude, he's fucking nuts. They'd be like, we got to get away from him. This bullshit. <laughs> you make our toys. <laughs> you know? Well, that that's why they have Taiwan, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we gotta do episodes more often because otherwise like shit gets really fucked up. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um and I'm not saying I'm not me, I'm just saying about the whole episode no, so I mean, far. Just in general. I didn't see anything that was particularly like if if you pay attention to the world at all, 
how it was such a big fucking deal. Although I thought it was funny, Hillary Clinton had to call everybody and be like, "We're sorry, we're sorry." So and sorry. apparently, one of the responses she got was, "It's okay. You should see what we say about you." <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Check out the pictures." There's dumb shit. They're like, "Like Gaddafi uses Botox." I know. Really? Who right. fucking cares? Like, wow, dude. Good job, Julian. That's you awesome. got yourself fucking on the run and on like a hit list because you wanted to let the world know factually that Gaddafi is fucking one of his nurses and uses Botox. I love it. I love it. I think it just shows how awesomely fucked up everything and everyone is. Well, and, people and, just need uh, something to fucking freak out about. They just need it. Well, I think they just like, need it. The TSA shit starting to die down, so they just need to oh, freak out about something. Did you see the video on uh, Gizmodo of the chick that showed up at the airport? No, but I no. did hear that somebody came whilst while they were getting patted down, yeah, I think and they, then got they, like arrested for it. Yeah, they actually disproved that one. <laughs> that didn't really happen. I wish it did. But there was an actual video on Gizmodo of this chick inappropriate ejaculation. Well, please go to the penalty box. She's a 52 year old retired surgeon, mm-hmm. and she was flying from Oklahoma to Phoenix. So she walks into the Oklahoma airport wearing a trench coat because she's tired of having to deal with this shit on the airplanes. So when he said, and she's in a wheelchair, so she refuses to go through the scanner because she can't. There's no point. And so they start to, they're like, man, we need to stand up so we can patch you down. So she takes off her coat. She's wearing a fucking black lacy bra and panties. That's it. Yeah. And heels. <laughs> TSA guys had no idea what the fuck to do, so they sit her in her, they sit her back in her wheelchair, and she, she just sits there for like fifteen or twenty minutes, like next to the line. The video, there's like little kids walking by in security <coughs> and shit. Well, that's like the girl, who and then they runs come back feminist or whatever who did that. Oh with yeah, with the yeah. lacy bra craziness. Yeah. Well, then, then I guess they do a pat down awesome. on her in yeah. her lacy bra and Got panties, to do it. and they Hard come procedure. back and say. I'm sorry we found nitrate on you. Awesome. We, we have traces of nitrate on you. So she misses <laughs> like, her. And then they have an as hour. In the nitrate from the gloves. An hour long pat down and like interview That's with awesome. her in a back room somewhere. So it. she misses her flight. She goes back to, to the, the next day. Does it again. Dude, do you want to you wanna do that? You want to video it with me? We'll just I'm, go in. I'm we'll not just wearing fucking bra and panties. Well, we don't have to wear bra and panties. You can. I'll, I'm just saying we we'll should get go laser just, to do it. Like, speaking of which, you never did that shit no. in Vegas, and you deserved it anyway he for whatever to. the fuck reason it was. I don't remember what the reason was. But it was a very valid one at it, the time. Well, we, we rationalized it pretty well, I thought. <laughs> oh. Wasn't he supposed to wear a dress? Yeah. 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 Insane Lady Gaga. Yeah. Insane Lady Gaga. <laughs> Thank See? you. I forgot that part. <laughs> this, is, this is much easier. No, but I, I was thinking we should, we should go with like a group of people and video and... Just, just fucking throw down. Put like black powder all over us or something, and just see what happens. What? And when they say, "What were you doing?" We say we were legally blowing shit up and shooting shit in our backyard. Yeah. Like fuck you. Right. And it's totally legal. And I was doing it naked. That's why it's all over my skin. Yeah, we go outside butt naked in the fucking winter and roll around and fucking <laughs> black powder. And yeah, that shoot, up. shoot, and then to warm ourselves up, we jump into the snow, the snow where the fucking hot shells are, and it's like a little fucking steam bath, you know. Like, They'll just be like, you're just fucking crazy. Uh, Lenny, Lenny, where are you? It's all right. Um, other fun stuff that's going on. Uh, what's this one? I'm just like randomly reading shit. Year of the Cyber Spy. That's good. Oh, I heard about that one. Yeah. That was kind of um, dumb. I, I can't. If I keep reading 
Starsnake's post, I'll just do it. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just fucking quit. I'll just, I'm gonna make like, the internet quit. I'm not. You're gonna do the like. <laughs> I'm gonna reverse quit. I'm gonna stay in the game and I'm gonna make the internet stop. <laughs> God. <laughs> it's just. Uh, so what do you think? Do you think Assange gets arrested or killed? Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Did you see that the real charge against him isn't rape? No, it's like sexual molestation or no, something. No, it's not using a condom. Oh. That's the real charge is not using a rubber when he fucked two girls willingly. And who admitted to the lawyers it was fully consent. Right. Full consent, right? But the charge is because he didn't use a condom. Did you, you have to use a condom in Sweden? <laughs> I mean, I know like, it's a pretty liberal com- country when it comes to various activities. How awesome but- is that? Yes, we had consent. Yes, I wanted to fuck him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, he didn't use a rubber, so I'm planning on suing him. But you kept it up, right? Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to come. Okay. But he didn't... <laughs> I wanted to come. <laughs> <laughs> My God. But, but you're, you're suing him? Well, yeah, I'm a little bit cross that he didn't use a rubber. Well, did he get pregnant or something? No, no. Fuck. God, no. I don't know. That motherfucker's had more child children pulled out of it than a burning orphanage. It's just... I mean... I don't mind about that part. It's I'm just looking to get some money. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and the U.S. government offered me a lot of money. Yeah. So did you see the uh, the guys? <laughs> fuck it, I'm mad. Was did it good? No, nah, not terribly. <laughs> <laughs> it came too quick, yeah. and then I had to eat the cookie. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> At least I, it was two girls and not two guys. I hate playing Cookie Monster. <laughs> Welcome to the sleep depth flu shotted. Yeah. Yeah. Not enough caffeine. Way too much sugar. Haven't talked in like three months. Episode of Exact Liability. Number 70. Yeah, number 70. No, it's 70. Yes, it is. This is 70. It's 70. 70. We're going to be like buildings and just skip 69. Except with okay. buildings at 13. 13. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Supposedly. So there, so there you but go. But then every now and then, you know, something might just slip out. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminds me of that, oops, that's not supposed to be on the outside. Uh-oh. <laughs> you little fucking ice cube. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> oh, they need to make phone batteries last longer. So that I can play Angry Birds more. I agree. Yeah, it's it's very hard to play Angry Birds when this thing only lasts like four hours straight <clears throat> playing Angry Birds. That's kind of fucked up my phone battery pretty significantly. Yeah. Like my droid I'm, phone battery. My phone will fucking die. Dude, have you played Blow Up? Blow Up. Yeah. No, but you know what I did download today and started fucking with? And it's really wrong. That's a fucking Baby Maker Extreme game on the Xbox. Yes, I told you about that you did, shit. I Isn't know. it ridiculous? It's fucking weird. Who the fuck made that? No, Why did Microsoft put that online? I don't think they paid attention. It's still there. I know. I downloaded it today. You told me about it like months ago. Like, who does that? No, Baby Maker Extreme. It's yeah. Xbox, so you sit there dude. And it starts off, and it's like this woman with her feet in the stirrups, and you're supposed to pull the trigger in time with those little line back bouncing back and forth, and that builds up one meter, and then you have to mash the B button really hard, and that builds up another meter, and then all of a sudden, like this baby launches out of her vag. It shoots like and then, out of her, and and your goal is to like 
dive when it's right and and use a boost when it's right to go as it's like that game uh, on those uh, where you punch the penguin. Yeah, and it fucking where you flies. hit the penguin and then you guys see how. Yeah. That's what it is. The goal is to see how far you can shoot a baby out of a woman's <laughs> vagina. <laughs> and we're misogynists, right? Like, come on. <laughs> Seriously. Well, we're playing it, so like, that doesn't help. We're avid gamers, dude. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> that we're so avid what that we had fuck? to download fucking Baby Maker Stream. Yeah. Have you played Limbo yet? No, I haven't, I but I was actually messing around. I, there's a game when I was looking for for the baby maker thing. Cause I, I don't <laughs> I'm know so why glad you finally it popped remembered. in my head and like, yes. Oh yeah. I'm supposed to check that out. But while I was looking for it, I came across a game called, Hey, look, I made a zombie game. <laughs> it's in their independent games. I haven't, <clears throat> I haven't messed with it a whole lot, but the guy apparently made his own music, which basically consists of, I made a zombie game. I made another zombie game. <laughs> But the whole benefit of that game really is right there. Oh, man. Hey, I, you know, I have a question. Oh. It's about so zombies? I, I, no, it's back to the security drama fucking oh, theater shit. Oh, can we go back to zombies? Uh, we will in a second. Right. Um, Lex, maybe you know, too. Uh, so, you know the Jester? Like, during the Legat stuff, he was posting a lot of really, like, wild shit. I think so. And, like, when everybody was just popping shit and putting stuff up there, like, he was talking smack like all of us, like because Legat's like, yeah, fucking retard, and um, or excuse me, no, Legat is not a person. Gray Evans is a fucking retard, and I want to say that really specifically so that if Chris has to go to court, I can go with him. Oh, can we go to? to um, I want to go to court. Yeah, t- tell him. Tell him what you feel. Tell him how you well, feel. I'm pretty sure Get we talked out. about that already. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Play this one in court, motherfucker. <laughs> can we? I'd like to see an EL transcripted into court records. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be fucking hilarious because we've talked about him three or no, four different no. episodes. They're gonna have to enter an entire episode, <laughs> just, <laughs> just episode by episode. They're like trying to transcribe the music, like <laughs> fucked her in the ass and called her Bill. Yeah. Dump, 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 dump. Beats, sound of a glass breaking, woman <laughs> crying. You know, like what the fuck is going on? Smacking the table with his cock. People listen to this. Yeah, yeah, they're professionals. (laughs) 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 Of course we are. (laughs) Fuck you. Professional Uh, what? So Lenny says. I'm gonna try calling Lenny again. Okay. God, see now I'm now thinking about shit I want to talk about. See, it does ring when it fucking works. Dick. Hello. Hey, man. All right, technology works after all. Not for us, really. No. It's yeah, it's really kind of jacked up. Lix kept oh, us well. telling us that uh, it, it didn't ring because he turned the ringer off because he's some kind of fucking Skype master Wookie or something. <laughs> Good point. So, how you doing, dude? All right, doing good. It's it's been a long day, but that's what uh, what makes it fun, you know. What what, what have you been up to? Like what? 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 What are you? What are you doing? What? Where do you spend most of your time? Well, in many ways, it feels like I've got uh, two jobs. Um, I uh, have a day job, if you will, uh, where I lead the security consulting team at uh, Savas, and that tends to keep me busy. Uh, at the same time, I do a fair bit of research on my own with Sands Institute, where I uh, explore malware and associated threats. And I uh, teach and develop uh, courseware related to malware defenses and reverse engineering malicious software. So that's that's my uh, night uh, and weekend time job, I suppose. 
but but it's a lot of fun. So you don't being, really, being able to wear both hats. You don't really do much in the whole security thing, huh? <laughs> yeah, if you don't count now we're in security consulting, yeah, I guess not. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just kind of hang out all day and you know, read the newspapers. That's always yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> he wakes up and does more than we talk about on this fucking ever, podcast ever. Like like like. <laughs> Opening one eye is more productive than I am in a year. That's awesome. <laughs> but, well, that's cool, man. Um, for for anyone who doesn't follow some of the stuff that you've, you've blogged about for a, a real long time now um, and, and some of the other stuff you do, can we get kind of some background of sort of where you came from in the industry and, and sort of how you got to the working 90 hours a day in seven different roles and pushing five boundaries of security? Yeah, sure. No, it's just 25 hours a day because I wake <laughs> up an hour early. I can't can't fit 75. Uh, so uh, yet, hmm, where where I came from and how I ended up here is an interesting question. Um, I, uh, I I couldn't decide which area of uh, information technology to pursue, which is why I ended up in information security because it, it ended up being an an intersection of uh, my interests relating to software development and networks and systems, and so. Uh, I've been doing a lot of security consulting probably for the last uh, 10 years or so. Uh, uh, and, and so so uh, I, I know consulting pretty well as a, as a business at this point. And at the same time, I, I really got into, um, into malware uh, about, uh, hmm, about seven or eight years ago. I was uh, at a conference and somebody brought up this uh, executable that was uh, infecting Windows systems and uh, nobody quite knew what to do with it, how to understand its capabilities. So a bunch of us just sat around trying to poke at it and seeing if it moves. And uh, and it was just fascinating. And I, I realized that nobody quite knows how to approach this, this problem. So I ended up looking for ways in which uh, mere mortals can analyze malicious software and not go and not go completely insane in the process. And uh, people tended to to like the approaches that I shared with them, and uh, so I ended up uh, developing a course that I currently teach at Sans uh, for reverse engineering malware, uh, and that's probably where my my interest in malware came from. Uh, I'm also involved with the Sans Internet Storm Center, which is a group of volunteers where people send to us all sorts of suspicious observations and ask us for help interpreting uh, packet traces or obfuscated JavaScript and whatnot, and uh, that that exposes me to a fair bit of interesting uh, threat activities that kind of help me understand well, what's going on on the internet as a whole. <laughs> yeah. So, so when when you're looking at those things, I mean, what's what's like the coolest one that you've got to play with so far? The coolest one, or the well, one that uh, was at least hmm. most interesting, because so many times when people that that kind of we know that do reversing and do malware analysis like the things that are really really neat to them are usually the ones that aren't kind of publicly cool you know mm. because they have some really neat tech that no one's seen but it kind of didn't make it to that pervasive level where everyone's crying and talking about it and writing articles so it's kind of like not cool to talk about it because no one else is um, mm. do, do you have any of those that like recently were very interesting to you that may not have been talked about as much I'm not sure an, an example just is, uh, pops into my head of, of, uh, of a particular malware techniques. I mean, I, I'm seeing the, the <laughs> as boring as it sounds, the same kinds of stuff that, that, that other people are seeing because attackers tend to uh, use uh, the same approaches if they work. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, heavily obfuscated scripts, uh, 
packed executables. Um, the most uh, the most mundane uh, defensive mechanism that ended up killing a lot of my time uh, was just <laughs> when I was first starting out. It was a, a file that was supposed to be a jar file. Uh, and I just couldn't uh, couldn't unzip it uh, for the life of me, and it turned out it was just a compiled Windows executable with an <laughs> extension renamed. You know, so sometimes it can be as stupid as that. Right. Uh, the most uh, the most interesting um, attack uh, that I have seen that uh, wasn't all that exciting from a technological perspective, but was interesting uh, to me from a social engineering perspective was was a. Uh, um, the goal of the of the campaign was to get people to install a fake antivirus tool that I'm sure all of us have been encountering over the last two years. Mm-hmm. But uh, what was interesting about this was that the the way that campaign began was by placing um, fake parking violation notices on people's yeah. uh, windshields. That one's awesome. And yeah, and 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 I thought, wow, people are, are really realizing the power of of reaching out to fellow human beings in the physical world, where we tend to be trustworthy because we feel like we've we've kind of captured the physical world, we've, we've understood its limitations, and we are the masters of the physical reality. Right. Uh, and it's that cyberspace that's risky and dangerous. So that was that was kind of cool, where people were told, hey, you're, you're parked illegally. Come click on this link, or or rather type this URL in. Right. To uh, to see your the picture of your car parked illegally and see what you can do with it. Uh, another interesting uh, attack that I saw. <laughs> yeah, where I, I, Log in here. Pay your ticket. Yeah, Yay! go to uh, horribleparking.com and uh, <laughs> your ticket. Parking.ru. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, of course people will go and type in the URL. Uh, but 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 also I saw this, this fascinating attack. Uh, anyway, it was fascinating to me where it was a – a campaign that was spreading on Facebook where people were again social engineered to to click on links because their friends were sharing the links so of course it must be something that's click worthy but once you you clicked on the link and you went to that website that was I, I don't even remember what it was promising I think it was promising some cool video that you can watch or maybe some exciting software that you can download all the, all the stuff uh, that people want right Bigger yeah dick, but, but, better but what they said what they free, said was that in order to get to that cool video if you want to see the cool video what you have to do is you need to highlight this javascript and then click on the copy and then paste it into the url <laughs> wow of your browser <laughs> wow! And effectively, they were doing. I, I mean, they they were jump. They, they were bypassing the browser's uh, restrictions of yeah. one site should not be able to send JavaScript to another site that's in another browser tab, because uh, they're just telling people to copy and paste that JavaScript code, which basically was hijacking that user's uh, Facebook session <laughs> to be the laziest hack ever. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you don't do shit. You make the people do it for you. But but you know when I saw that I I realized that it is just so much easier and in many cases more reliable just to ask your target nicely oh, what yeah. you want them to do than to actually try to ex- find and exploit that vulnerability in their browser. Just ask them. People well, will do that. Especially when you've got four hundred million people that you can ask all at the same time, right? Right. I mean, yeah, law of averages works out. You're going to get a good. few of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's really funny. A lot of times when we'll do, like, just, just to see how far you can kind of push the user, we'll do, you know, in some of the client-side attacks and put VBS, VBAs inside of Excel documents. Right. And then 
in the HTML email that we're sending them, show them the like a picture of the warning macros thing and show <laughs> them how to remove that and click it and let it run because we have all this, you know, great stats that do all your p- reports and charts for you and that's what the macros are. It's not malicious stuff, it's stuff that makes your job easier and balance your budget it better. Makes pretty charts. It's oh, like it, 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 makes it gives you three sense. wishes and yeah. one of them is iPhone four and you know <laughs> Prince and, and you know, the, a related uh, concept in social engineering, uh, I think, is, is people's tendency to trust perceived security mechanisms. So if you uh, have an email where the user is directed to, a, let's say it's a site, and uh, you know you have a, a fake SSL cert and they're going to get a warning. But if in your email message you say that, listen, before you click on this it's link, realize that you're going to... It's a security mechanism. Right. It's there to protect you. Make sure that you click OK when you get that security warning. You know, you know, pe- awesome. people, when they see security, all of a sudden, uh, everybody's uh, common sense just disappears Grab and they'll ankles. do what it's the security, security. notice says. Do you remember on Facebook, um, there's this big movement. Everybody wanted a dislike button because they have a yes. like button, but yes. not a dislike button. So, I mean, there's like people were clamoring for it. And I'm like, whatever, <laughs> stupid Facebook. And uh, so somebody actually provided it to them. They wrote <laughs> they wrote a Firefox plugin that would actually put a dislike button on Facebook. But in order to get it, you'd <laughs> click a link. You click a link and answer a survey, and then it would install this this That's which awesome. it didn't seem to be malicious. But they I'm sure the survey they were asking to answer had nothing to do with Facebook, nothing to do with this button. Uh, so I'm thinking somebody was just making money by, you know, you know the sites where you like you would take surveys and you get so many points. Can you <laughs> like imagine you like a million people go through your site? That's so awesome. Yeah. Well, you know what the the campaign that's been very active on uh, on Facebook has been uh, where they they try to convince you that there's this app you can install that will show you who is looking at your Facebook profile. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, it's I think it's called uh, Profile Spy or something like this and that's been out there for yeah, months. Forever. Well, they used to do it on MySpace too. Before oh, Facebook was even and around, then you, and you could then you could yeah. do the IP log tracking and stuff, yeah. and you could bug the page because it do reverse lookup and then cache it to an external box. It was funny. Well, but in this case, I, I don't think this app actually exists. I mean, when I when I went through that workflow trying to see what would happen, it's they just, just awesome present wear. you with these surveys because uh, they they want your information. But it, to, to me, it was fascinating because it shows how narcissistic uh, people are. And it was particularly funny to me because the first program that I ever wrote was in, I mean, if you call it a program, it was uh, a a shell script that would get called by the finger service. If you you remember finger from... Oh, yeah, 79, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Early 90s, right? So so if you wanted to know uh, where your friends are uh, on another Unix system, uh, on college campus, you'd finger them, and it'll tell you, oh, they're logged in from this lab. That's how I used to get friends in college. Or, <laughs> <laughs> finger people? Yeah. yeah. Now you yeah. can poke well, them. I know. <laughs> now you can poke them. Well, well. so what everybody wanted to know is, who is fingering me? And and, <laughs> and so I wrote a little, a little script that would uh, capture that kind of information, and you would know, oh, your friend from such and such, uh, TTY, fingers you. And, and, you know, fast forward 18 years, and we're, or whatever, 15 years, and, and we're still have the same <laughs> desires we want to know who's looking at our facebook profile and we're willing to go to jump through hoops to to get that information there's actually an ad on tv i keep seeing for a company website it's like find out who's searching for you on the internet 
Find out who's have you seen your it? face. <laughs> have you seen these commercials? They're on TV all the time, yes. like, like late night. So you go to this, I don't remember what the URL is, but you go to the site, you fill in all Something this information. Awesome. And they keep track of who's searching for you on the internet, just in case. <laughs> and then the courts are like, it could be an ex-boyfriend. Like, <laughs> could be your mom. <laughs> could, be, could be that guy you had to change your name because of. Could be that... <laughs> person that didn't want to give you the $150 to go to the clinic. I mean, what? Oh, wow. No, that's, no, that's not good to say. Um, our <laughs> but no, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's ridiculous people actually would sign up. For that. And then, like, some of the questions they ask are a little bit uh, invasive. <laughs> uh, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I just like when they ask you all the, like, secondary, tertiary questions, the, like, what's your mom's maiden name? Oh, oh I remember. What, what town were you born well, in? No, it's for security. <laughs> no, really. It's, it's, it's your. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, no, no, no. I just want to know how much alike we are. password. I want to know how much alike we are. Answer these 500 questions, and let's see how similar we are to each other. Tell <laughs> us your password, and we'll tell you how strong it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's just awesome. What's your favorite color? Who was your favorite first grade teacher? Don't, don't you people realize you answered these questions on your bank account? Do, right. <laughs> They don't have the right answers either. They're like, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) That's so great. I love it. Um, All right. So I want to talk to you about this whole honeypot thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So really? (laughs) Like, really? I'm going to be a little more specific than that. No, 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 no. I am just. So, all right. I, I just read it not as does it provide value, but part of a modern IT infrastructure. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it it was like, it, it, it struck for me as something that I, I couldn't get down with. Um, because I, I'm trying to determine as someone, let's say you're running a big shop or even a medium-sized shop or even whatever the modern IT infrastructure is, um, how do you how do you go through this and and rationalize the cost of the intelligence and cost of the employees and the tools and all of that stuff for, I mean, what do, what do you get out of having a honeypot mm-hmm. yeah so, so so you're referring to to a blog posting that I wrote uh, yep. uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, it was to, it was called uh, honeypots as part of a modern IT infrastructure yes right and I've been um, fascinated with the topic of deception within InfoSec for a while. And, and it's interesting because you had this this first uh, generation of honeypots. Uh, when was that? Uh, in, in the 90s, uh, there were some, some companies that tried to create commercial products around them. And uh, they, they kind of disappeared. Those dudes started HoneyNet, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the HoneyNet project got started in those days. And... Uh, all the commercial, well, most of the commercial honeypot offerings have disappeared because people didn't want to buy them, I guess. Um, but I, I wanted to revisit the topic of deception as a defensive mechanism because I think there's something in, in inherently useful for a defender to have that. As a defender, we have very few advantages uh, when compared to um, attackers, right? Because because our our defenses, we, we tend to be slow. We can't react very quickly because it takes a while to provision new equipment and to reconfigure it and to redeploy it. The attackers, there are many more of them. They tend to be more agile. They can come at us from all sorts of angles. But one of the advantages that the defenders might have is perhaps knowing their environment at least initially um, better than uh, an intruder, an attacker. 
at, at least uh, until the attacker has had a chance to do some reconnaissance. And so I'm, I'm thinking, well, what can a defender do to mislead the attacker during a, a reconnaissance phase or to slow down the attacker and perhaps make it not worth the attacker's while to get into this particular environment because he can go elsewhere. So that's that's uh, the perspective that I had when, when thinking about, well, is there room for, for honeypots now, let's say uh, 10 years after the, the first generation of honeypots mm-hmm. were tried out? And, and certainly many organizations, and maybe even most, as I mentioned at the end of my blog post, will have other problems to deal with before they start thinking about honeypots. I mean, we've got lots of organizations that don't look at their logs at all. They yeah. have no hardening guidelines. I mean, they, they don't they don't know who is controlling their network at all. So before they start talking about honeypots, they've got to, uh, to take care of some baseline elements. But then you've got a fair bit of organizations that are mature in their infosec practices. They've got all all the the right components in place. They understand that security is, is a process. and Those exist. Need, right? There are. They, believe it or not, right? <laughs> no, I totally and, don't believe it. I mean, like, I'm being really honest. Like, normally I joke around and screw around, but I'm being uh, dead serious. Yeah. No, um, certainly we're, I'm not talking about an organization that says, you know, we have perfect security, come attack us and you're going to fail. But but there are organizations that, that have been looking at security for, for 10 years as a process. They have continuity in their staff and they've been building these blocks uh, and they've succeeded in... Uh, deploying technologies and created processes in a way that uh, allows them to have reasonable controls over their environment and they can detect. Uh, I, I've seen those organizations. There, there are not many of them. Um, but even if we, you're talking about a, an organization that's not as, as mature in their practices, I, I, I think there are several ways in which they can use honeypots um, in several ways. Now, I'm not talking about honeypots that... Uh, people call um, high interaction honeypots. They're they're, they're expensive to set up, uh, complex to me ma- to set up and maintain. These are honeypots. They're they're usually uh, actual systems that that are fully interactive that somebody can break into and you know they own that box. They can use it against you. That's expensive to maintain. But you have a number of freely available low interaction honeypots that that simulate active services. They are they have a, a relatively small um, attack surface. Uh, they're unlikely to be broken into because they're just running simulations rather than exposing real services. Uh, so those can be put out there uh, and they can alert you of things. You, you, ha- you can have a, a box that's running, a, 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 that's simply listening on a port. I mean, you can have a NATCAT running on that port. Um, anybody connecting to that to the port, mm, I'd like to know about it because this box uh, has no production purpose. Nobody should should be connecting mm-hmm. to it. Um, pretty inexpensive to maintain such a box running NatCat on port, mm, I don't know, port 80 internally. Sure. If somebody pokes around, I'm going to know about it. So that's just one example of something that's relatively but, inexpensive that can tell you when somebody's poking around your environment. I hear that from a base cost, but from a loaded cost perspective of taking an employee who has the ability to not only identify that that's going on, set up, maintain, and 
be able to actively pursue something that has any semblance of defense or even reaction to that, um, I think makes it a significant cost. Uh, yes, uh, I mean, I agree there is some cost because you're saying, well, here's a, a talented employee, he's spending his time um, keeping an eye on this honeypot. But uh, another way to look at this is you've got this talented employee who's going to get bored and quit your company pretty soon unless you give him something exciting to play with. So let him have a bit of time that he can use creatively, and people love playing with honeypots. Um, they'll exercise their creativity um, that they need to apply towards something and uh, stay within your organization because they feel uh, that they're being challenged and, hey, in the process, actually detect something exciting that maybe a traditional intrusion detection tools wouldn't be able to detect. So that, that's just one. So, uh, so is, this, is this why the U.S. fucks with other countries so that we give our SEALs something to go kill because they're going to quit <laughs> otherwise? Is that uh, I, what the deal is? I mean, because to me... <laughs> I, I think that that's pretty much just saying, like, go poke the tiger because it'll run after you and at least Jimmy won't get bored. Well, no, I'm, like, I'm not talking that's, about that's going, a weird defense strategy. going on the offensive. I'm talking about having a low interaction service that's unlikely to present serious risk to, or, to the organization. And it's sitting there. It, it's not all that different from having intrusion detection tools. And you can yeah, make the same argument. Too. And maybe you do for why intrusion detection is useless. I, I don't think it is useless. I think you need to have visibility of what's going on in your environment. And to me, high, low interaction honeypots is just another form of an intrusion detection sensor that yeah. I think gives you lower uh, rate of false positives. I just I f I feel like they're 100% false positive because you're trying to detect intrusion on assets and you're considering that a decoy asset so anything that you get as a successful intrusion is false because you're looking for intrusions of the business and you're separating yourself from that box as the business. If you were considering it part of the business, then every time your honeypot got popped, you'd have to report a compromise. Well, th there are several ways in which you could deploy honeypots. For example, I know one organization that uh, uh, that redirects uh, using DNS uh, blacklisted um, uh, IP addresses to its honeypots. So uh, this allows them to identify which internal workstations got hacked because they're trying to make a connection to a known malicious IP address on the internet. That connection is automatically redirected to their honeypots. The honeypot then wants to know, well, what would these systems do if they actually um, were able to connect to, um, to the actual host on the internet? So that's one example in which uh, you're actually seeing an actual intrusion into your uh, environment, but you're directing uh, that outbound connection to a server that you control uh, that, that allows you to learn a bit more about what the attacker was, would have done. God uh, damn, that sounds scary to me. That sounds crazy to me that people are going to let someone in the first door. It's like That's like saying, sure, I mean, to me, right? In my experience only. That's like saying, like, yeah, I can get HIV because I'm not going to get full-blown AIDS. Like, that's, mm -hmm. that to me seems crazy. Like, well, well, if, if you're going to invite it's, it's an it's attack... Realistic. You are, all sorts of enterprises are going to be infected, are going to be compromised. I mean, most of them probably are. So let's assume that we're going to get compromised and now think about how are we going to detect uh, that compromise and limit the scope of what the attacker can do on the, on the network. But I mean, I just, I've attacked a lot of environments and like honeypots are wicked obvious. 
Like, if you're a good attacker, you're going to be like, that's dumb. Now I'm going to beat you up on purpose. <laughs> and I'm telling you, that to me is like fucking with me on purpose. That's like... Well, it's making you, yourself a bigger target. Yeah. it Because... And, and, and <clears throat> right? So that, that's an awesome point. Right? Let's say I have a net block that I own and one host is lit up all red from my random automated botnet scan. That gives me a reason to look at your whole network. Not just that one box. It gives me a reason to point my eyes to you as a target. And yeah, now, now I'm bringing all my game to you. Now, now you get me personally, not my scripts. Uh, well, there, there's certainly different kinds of uh, attackers and different kind of scenarios. Uh, I think honeypots are really good. Uh, the, the low interaction honeypots are not designed to fool a human attacker. Right? For that, for that purpose, you've got to deploy really expensive to maintain high interaction honeypots. Low interaction honeypots are meant to fool uh, malware that's running around your environment because that's what malware does. Your, your host is infected. It's making automated connections to certain systems. It's not going to be able to identify and, a real box from the one running Nepenthes, for sure. example. And, and I, I agree with that. I just, I wonder how much value do you get at that point? I mean, is it better to just spend money on doing the basics and making sure that you're above the minimum bar of being able to pass a script kitty test? Or do you need to go spend more money to prove that you're passing your script kitty test when you're not getting compromised because you're doing the basics? Hmm. Uh, well, uh, again, there, there are people... Uh, maybe trying to understand what's going on in their environment for, for various reasons, depending on, on maturity of their practices. Uh, I've spoken to a number of folks who, who take my class and trying to analyze malware. You might wonder, why, well, why bother analyzing malware? Just invest uh, your time and money into preventing malware to get, from getting into your environment for the fir- in the first place. Well, wow. yeah. the reality is you're going to get infected whether you want it or not. And some organizations, when they come across a compromised box, they want to understand what exactly... An executable that was found there is capable of, so that they can assess the severity of the incident, uh, so that they can derive uh, indicators of compromise. And and honeypots deployed in your environment can help you get some of that information automatically. So, so do you think that the honeypot would be better placed with with the way you're describing it in the article? Do you think it would have a have a better effect on the inside of a network? Or, or sitting on, on the internet? Because I, well, I'm agreeing, um, I'm personally agreeing with you on some of the Internal aspects of it, I, I, I still feel pretty strongly that having it sit on the internet doesn't. You know, um, now that I, uh, I, I would never put a honeypot on the uh, uh, on an internet accessible uh, accessible system. Uh, in my mind, when I was writing that article, I only had uh, internal honeypot deployments in mind. Okay. But uh, but yeah, th- thank you for for highlighting that. Uh, certainly, just like I wouldn't advise putting an intrusion detection sensor. Um, in front of your firewall, I yeah, I wouldn't want to <laughs> exactly. Put well, no, right, because you don't want it to just go ah, all day long. No, no, I agree, and uh, and that's something that that I definitely want to clarify. Uh, I'm talking about honeypots that okay. are inside cool. of your environment. Otherwise, I mean, okay. there's just so much noise in front of the firewall. You don't really care for most of it. Well, right, and I think when when uh, Chris when Chris and I were talking about this article earlier um, between the two of us, when I when I read through it, I, both of us were kind of coming from the. Uh, 
God, you put something like that on the internet and you're just oh like slapping a big bullseye on yourself. And no, that like how on earth would one guy or even yeah, five ever. guys have enough time to sit there and go through all this crap? And like, yeah, if you're out. a researcher and you just have nothing to do all day, that's cool. But <laughs> right, well, guys, so I, I totally agree with that. No, no. Uh, uh, and yeah, I actually never even thought to clarify. Uh, so thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, um, I'm talking about honeypots on the inside of your network, okay. perhaps on selective systems. Uh, I mean, th- there's you could deploy some, I guess, maybe honey token techniques on internet accessible web servers. You know, uh, for yeah. example, if you've got, uh, uh, I mean, if you have to have, uh, oh, let's see. Well, uh, if you had tokens you, you know, that were you know, terminated you a, in multiple browser, browser user agents or some shit like that. Password, and, and of course mm-hmm. you don't have that as a real URI, but yeah. anybody connecting to slash password is going to be automatically blocked by right. IP tables, right. you know. That could be um, accessible over the internet because that's pretty low maintenance. Or an- another technique that I think is a honeypot technique, depending on how you define honeypots, but uh, is uh, people looking at Russian who's connecting chicks. to them over port 22 and if there are too many connections, uh, people are guessing passwords, so they're going to slow down that connection. To me, that's also part of the... Uh, part of deception, but yeah. maybe I'm really yeah. stretching that definition at this point. Well, yeah, I mean... I. Uh, I, I, the only thing I really I, I agree, right? Uh, I'm glad that y- you clarify not on the outside because that shit just shouldn't be on the outside. It will just cause nightmares unless you're a oh, researcher, yeah. and then yeah, it should be on the outside all day long. You should just jack with it all day because that's your job. Yeah, but no, um, oh, yeah, I agree. I, too, I, too much goes on there. <laughs> so I, I still have to kind of place some of this classification back into. Um, I don't think I could sanely ever recommend to one of my middle market to small business clients to ever jack with a honeypot on the inside because they have a lot of other shit to do. Mm-hmm. That well, Usually they're just too busy trying to keep the guys barely, trained. They can barely keep up with the company. I mean, do you remember the client we had where they, they had spent a lot of money on software and hardware with, yeah, with a particular tons. vendor? And the vendor would literally come in and drop it in place and leave. Like not configure it. Not teach me how to use it. I think they get like what four hours of. Yeah, of, and they had one security class. person, and to them that was a big deal because to right. competitors in their market, which they were one of the biggest in their vertical, they were badass because they had one security person. Right, but at the same time, that poor guy was so hammered trying to learn all this yeah. shit that the, his bosses kept buying and throwing into his network. <laughs> They'd be like, buy uh, shit. What do you I mean, mean? Monitor it. How? Why? Because the bad guys are there. That you know? guy. Like, that guy was absolutely smart enough to be able to do something like totally. this. Totally. But he's already so overwhelmed by by trying to figure out. Wow, the network isn't really segmented, um, you know, and, and all this stuff that's in his network now that that you know they spent tons of money to do, and his boss is yelling at him to figure it out, and and he can't even find a damn manual for it. I, I think that's while I agree that there are maybe a handful of companies that have spent a lot of time and money figuring out security. I think that the majority of companies are completely fucked and are too busy trying to figure out basic networking security yeah there's a whole lot of basics to be taken care of first yeah and, and i and i do have that disclaimer in, in, in my blog post yeah, I, I specifically uh i mean it says i, I see it at the bottom where that, it says you yeah know, you have to have you recommend that only a mature security practices deploy yeah pods, but. i just I, I think that so many companies i mean lenny yourself how many companies have you gone into not naming or anything, but how many companies have you gone into who thought before you got there they had a mature security practice? 
and uh, yeah, you I mean, were teaching they, them. If they think they have a mature security practice, they probably won't. Really right, <laughs> right. And that's, I guess that's my, my, my words of caution against those is that I think a lot of times people read things from prominent practitioners in the field like yourself and, and they go out and they put up a honeypot tomorrow and they're mm-hmm. going to get their ass handed to them. They're not going to get just their ass handed to them. They're going to put it out on the internet. They're going to put it on the inside. They're going to get jacked up. It's going to become a pivot point. Their honeypot's going to start attacking them. It's going to be like <laughs> Winnie the Pooh stuck in a fucking tree being stung by bees in his face because he wanted the honey. And I, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, honeypots are, are cool. They're fun if you got time on your hands and you want to play with, with things. And, and I mentioned one scenario where... If, if you got a security uh, practitioner that, that needs to be motivated, you want to give him a fun project during his own time, you know how Google lets supposedly people uh, spend X number of hours a week yeah. pursuing their own projects. I think honeypots are great for that. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, you need to, to address a whole other issues before you start experimenting with honeypots. Um, uh, and, um, but, but with that said, I, I, I do think that the idea of introducing deception into a defensive infrastructure is, is something that ha- hasn't really been, been fully explored by, by our industry. For example, I heard one, one gentleman um, discussing how uh, he has been, he's um, modifying um, uh, IP tables so that instead of simply uh, saying that a particular port is blocked, instead it's, it's, responding in a way that, that, that makes it look like maybe the, the, the transmission just didn't go through. Maybe you need to retry. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so instead of just simply saying it's blocked, I mean, con- confuse the attacker's tools a little bit, slow, slow them down, buy yourself self a little bit of time. That's just one example where maybe not honeypots as a name of a set of tools, mm-hmm. but the concept of deception can, can really help us defend our environment well, no, yeah, I, I agree with that totally I with you on that i think that was something that was god that was one of the first things i remember learning was you know hey go change the banner and it fucks up <laughs> right. the dude that's trying to break in yeah like oh their scanner th- reads the banner and just prints all these phones and you're like sorry dude yeah oh look <laughs> your, scanner, your scanner thought it was a linux box oops <laughs> you know, I, so i mean things like that i mean and i remember telling my customers that years ago not that they ever listened right but but I mean I, I agree later. that I think deception would help. I just um, I I think those are I, as opposed to a honeypot. I think things like like uh, you know tweaking IP tables and changing your default banners, things like that are probably going to be more successful and e- and and probably fit in the capabilities and timelines of of most companies that, than than a honeypot. Mm-hmm. Well, it's mm-hmm. investment based. I mean, it's it's really like. I think you have to be at an extremely high level of acumen in your security practice in order to get positive return on investment out of adding headcount and adding honey nets to any environment. I mean, you you really have to have your shit together to get money out of that and and to be able to derive positive impact to the organization. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of cool toy with it and there's a lot of cool like play with things aspects of it, but... I think you have to be quite advanced in order to gain some positive traction out of that. Now, deception is something completely different, in my my opinion. Now, now regarding regarding honeypots, uh, the the statement that that you just made, and and I and I agree with it, given where we currently are 
in the maturity of the honeypot tools themselves. But do you think you will adjust your statement if you start seeing tools that have honeypot capabilities that are a bit more intelligent, easier to maintain, less risky? For example, uh, let's say you have an intrusion detection product and, and, you know, Almost everybody out there has got some form of intrusion detection at this point, I suspect. Uh, now, let's say instead of simply detecting that there is a, uh, I don't know, a SQL injection attack going after this box that happens to be not a web server at all, actually, uh, instead of simply dropping that as something irrelevant or instead of simply raising an alert that says uh, somebody is trying to hack your web server, what if that intrusion detection system I'll call it intrusion prevention system. What if it actually told the attacker, oh, okay, yeah, there is a web server out here. Mm -hmm. That would be a way of implementing uh, deception using a set of tools that most organizations are already comfortable deploying, but just Mm -hmm. perhaps adding that kind of functionality. Right, and and as I said, I I think some of those deceptive techniques um, are campy, cute little tricks, right? Um, And and I say that tongue-in-cheek, but I, I really mean it. Is that and, I think but they can really tricks. slow you down. Right, right. It's a cute trick. As an attacker, yeah. Well, not as an attacker. As a, and I, I can't even classify the people that get stopped by that as attackers. I, I would say they're opportunists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, because exactly. I would but, consider but so, an attacker so many, a much so higher level of. I wouldn't attacks. call him attackers. I'd call him a script. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, it's, it's, it's not going to be a human that. that uh, the, the thing that I fear with that guidance is that. Um, we're, we're talking about moving uh, financial loss from some of those tactical natures and transferring that to a different type of financial loss, which would be sending my employees on a chase of a threat that they can't do anything about. Like, I, I guess um, my, my overwhelming thing with, with most techniques that have to do with detecting threat and actively manipulating that threat instead of trying to practice the basics is to, is to me that um, you have to spend more time the more the threat becomes real. Would that mm. be true? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, I agree. But, but but that's why I think if if our security, if defensive security tools mature to the extent where they can implement an element of deception in a fully automated fashion where mm-hmm. they, they might deceive a script kitty or uh, confuse malware that's spreading a, in a worm-like fashion. Mm-hmm. The organization won't incur that added cost because no human time is actually spent. Sure. But this, uh, but at the same time, they get some benefit of what yep. honeypots sometimes uh, no, promise. And, and, I, and I think if, if, like you mentioned earlier, they tied it into a technology that they already were comfortable with, like at IDS, IPS, but at the same time, I think there's a, there's a lot of work that needs to happen before <laughs> before you're at that space with 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 honeypot. Yeah, that's of, of some that super type space of, age shit well, compared to where we are now, where we can't even patch a fucking box when it's already <laughs> automated. Well, I, I just I think there's gonna be a lot of development from an uh, for lack of a better way to put it, AI AI mm. you know some sort of intellect behind the automation. Um, mm. I, I think we're well, still far away with with that aspect, but I think. If we ever did get to that, and like you said, plug it into a device like an IPS or IDS, I think it'd be an extra. I think instead of calling it a honeypot, I think you know marketing can probably just give it some really cool name and make it an added feature that they could sell for an extra six thousand dollars or something. <laughs> Perhaps. Well, it's just like there was a, a big analyst firm that declared uh, that DLP, data leakage prevention, is mm-hmm. dead. 
uh, I think they wanted to capture headlines. Uh, that was maybe half a year or so. Uh, but, but if you read past the headline, what they were saying is that DLP as a set of standalone technologies is not going to excel in the market, mm-hmm. but building DLP-like functionality into another set of security products might hold mm-hmm. some water. Gotcha. So, so maybe maybe we're talking about the same thing. I mean, I'm I'm just giving ideas out there for anybody looking yeah. to start a company or uh, differentiate their uh, intrusion detection offering from the competition. I guess. <laughs> no, hey, you know. Uh, you know, I was uh, I was just reading a, a very interesting paper um, that I'm working into a blog posting. I'll publish it next week about how uh, Allied troops used uh, deception during World War II and uh, what what techniques were used uh, to 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 a lot of success uh, as part of uh, the offensive operations against German army. And, and it's just fascinating how successful their strategies were. And But interestingly, one of the con- conclusions of that paper is that I- in order for such strategies to be successful, um, they really need to be integrated deep into the fabric of the overall offensive and defensive maneuvers mm-hmm. rather than being being treated as as a standalone discipline that somebody's pursuing as a as a as a hobby. Yep. Well, you know, and 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 really that's the, you know, a lot of the root of human existence, right? It's uh, a lie is easy to manage, a bunch of lies is not easy to manage, but hmm. they're all just a lie. And uh coordination of lies over time uh degrades massively. And the ability to keep and continue that coordination requires a, an extreme amount of resources to keep up that deception. Um, I mean, I know if if I look at it from my experience doing social engineering and you know messing up with people's heads and and doing some really more advanced lying type stuff, uh, I'll just leave it mm-hmm. at that. Um, it takes a huge amount of resource to keep one piece going. And, and the more pieces you create, you exponentially increase the amount of resources that you consume to keep those balls up in the air. Right, you can only juggle so much at once. Right. And, and in order to juggle six balls to seven balls, you double the amount of resource that you're spending to juggle the seventh ball. That's a lot of balls. Well, <laughs> I'm talented. <laughs> and I'm by talented, I mean into it. Um, no, but... But no, I, I agree with you on some of the things. Inception. Have you have you ever played with uh, uh, Four Scout? No, no, I have not. So you'd really dig it because that's the whole concept behind what Four Scout does. Um, oh, yeah, they'll find For, the, Four Scout the the NAC people. Yeah, yeah, they like do NAC and they do some IDS IPS type stuff. Um, so their IPS stuff it fucks with you like on purpose. So cool. it'll like it'll post up um, the old school code from the IIS two thousand page. Um, <laughs> if you hit 80 on a box where 80 isn't open. Oh, that's exactly what I was talking about. That's great. Yeah, they great. do it. They do it all day long. All right. I, they're, I, they're way ahead of me. Yeah, I beat their face in the fucking ground as soon as I saw it. <laughs> I used that as a reason to go after them, like, mercilessly and found, like, 10 ways to get around it. But, but it, to me, right, to somebody who I can't even call myself an attacker because I'm probably not as good as people that we know that are real hardcore attackers. But to me, as soon as I saw that, it like it, I went like rage, smash the keyboard, like stay up for fifty hours and destroy everything because <laughs> I just it, it just yeah it just it just made me so pissed that I had to go after I had to compromise every single box on the outside of that environment because that little stupid box was there fucking with me. Yeah, well, there's a lot to be said for not touting your uh, your attackers. Yeah, so I think that point is very valid. I think that that that's the part where 
I know how bad it pisses me off, and I'm not that cool. So if I piss somebody else off who's actually cool, like I'm screwed. I'm gonna get it put to me bad, <laughs> and and I'm, you know, Mike Tyson's gonna come get me. <laughs> you know, um, well that's that's cool, man. I I really appreciate getting your views on that, and it it clears up stuff for me because, um, I I definitely try and speak up when I hear things in the community that people are saying that I feel like they can get misinterpreted, especially depending on the business and market space that you're in. Cause I, I deal with such a difference in market spaces from really big companies to really, really small companies and small companies look out to the InfoSec industry and people who are prominent in it and go, Hey, Lenny said, put up a honeypot. So do that. shit." <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, and, yeah. and I think no, that I, I there's you. a lot of extra warning that people need to listen and hear about and, and feel before they can really get down with, you've had an, a lot of experience. Since since uh since Lix was too busy looking at porn on the laptop we recorded, we recorded with we had to like fucking reboot the thing. What? God only knows what fucking site he was looking at. <laughs> he was looking at the it chick. Of, it was the chick with the fucking it was ostrich. The chick with the ostrich. The naked bitch with the ostrich. <laughs> That's what it was. He was trying to figure out how to finger people. Speaking of naked bitches and ostriches, so that was a good conversation. I think once 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 we realized he was talking about the inside of the network and not necessarily sitting on, on the internet, dude. All right, dude, stop it. I, I stop it. Stop it. You just said that was an all right conversation. Blah blah blah. blah, blah. All I heard was blah blah blah. blah. And then inside, and then all I could think about was him saying the word finger. <laughs> over and over and over again. That's it. I want the script that lets me know who's been fingering me. You gotta be a hoe if you need a script. Uh, well, yeah. Like, damn, was that was that Jim or was it Tom? <laughs> Who was fingering me yesterday? I don't fucking know. It's happened so many goddamn times. Better write a script to keep track of this shit. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Can you sign in before you finger me? <laughs> Old data center sign-in procedures on your fucking door in your dorm room. <laughs> Just a clipboard Just on the inside in. of a hooker's leg. <laughs> you get one of those badges that just turn red after a day. It's a condom that turns red every day. <laughs> Shit, I forgot to take that off. <laughs> oh, Adrian, you silly little bastard. Speaking of Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um, sorry, dude. I had to go there because... It was a great conversation, no, that, but I couldn't. <laughs> I'm a kid. I'm a fucking child, man. I don't think he I don't think knew why we were laughing. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, dude. You're listening to the episode now being like, God, what the fuck did I get into? Why didn't I listen to more of their episodes and realize that they're fucking assholes? <laughs> I really enjoyed the conversation. I, I, I did. I really did. But the finger thing was over the fucking top. But I think when he gets tired of his career in security, if he does. He can just be a really dry comedian. Or a jazz show. <laughs> a jazz radio show host. <laughs> You're now listening to the smooth sounds of WSAN. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just... I'm. Uh, next. Alt-tab. Hit the <laughs> Alt-F4. I'm closing that one down. I'm shutting her down. It's it's all going down from here. I think it's really funny that Secure Computing Magazine Chocolate Ring. G- gave these <laughs> innovator awards in 2010, mm-hmm. and uh, one of their innovation awards yeah. went to the IDS IPS space to Juniper. Really? What'd they do? Um, they're just innovative. Um, uh, with IPS IDS? Yeah. So, so what'd they do? 
So what? they're really innovative. Is what actually <laughs> happened? Is they're just they, wicked they didn't innovative. Actually, like name what it was that made uh, them innovative. Well, they you know they developed magic and uh, they were able to stop bad people everywhere, um, all across all of the lands. They had one ring that united all the fucking kingdoms and. <laughs> Uh, did whatever that Harry Potter movie was. They stormed fucking Mordor. They played Queen. You know, they, <laughs> they flew around on broomsticks and swung it. Dude, Jay, Jay pissed Celeste off the entire fucking movie. He's like, look, look, look. The M on their insignia is for Mordor. <laughs> She's like, fuck you. It's not fucking Lord of the Rings. And he's like, it's totally a lame ripoff so, of Lord of the Rings. There was a, um, and the whole time, every single thing. Oh, who's that? Oh, that's Gandalf. No, that's... What the fuck? That's the... That's like the lead dude. No, that's fucking Gandalf. Look at him. Looks just like Gandalf, doesn't he? You know? He's just, he was... Oh, my God. Jason was fucking hilarious. Speaking of movies that are coming out, the, the, there's a cartoon online for the making fun of the Tron. You know, yeah, how it's all ramped up and, you know, modernized and stuff. And it's like the the Tron dude and the the hot chick in the white leather. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what am I supposed to do? And she's like, you're supposed to play games on the game grid. He's like, that's cool. I'm a badass video gamer. I can handle this shit. And the next scene is him all shrunken down in the middle of Farmville. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, dude. We need to do the EL remix of that and be like, I'm a badass hacker. And having him do nmap-p space 79. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what's up now, bitch? Why do I feel so dirty? <laughs> Doodly doot. What are you doing? I think we need a picture Fingering of Fingering your face. You know, when we're in Vegas next month, we need to get a picture of a hooker with a clipboard on the inside of her leg. Oh, my God. And a check-in, check-out. Uh-huh. And, like, the times, they make them all, like, three to five minutes. <laughs> but they all still have to stay for an hour. Oh, God. No, you don't. <laughs> You just leave. No, I mean, I'm sorry. You said, I said stay. I meant pay. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, all right. <clears throat> it said that they should be listening for footsteps behind them, blah, blah, blah. This is a... Uh, I'm reading this Juniper thing. I, I really wanted to figure out what the They should be listening for footsteps do. behind them? I don't them? know. The, whoever wrote it was high on fucking crack or something. Do you like I'm, reading Edgar Allan Poe or Stephen King? I don't know. <laughs> Watch and then they it. dug up a grave, and there was an Indian, and he told them how to stop the bad guys with juju feathers and fucking dream catchers. It's like pet cemetery for security. Dude, there's dream catchers all over the, like, egress data center. Like, the fucking T1 comes in, there's fucking little signs, goat blood and shit on the wall. What are you doing? It's my spiritual firewall. It's, it's my firewall. The bad guys can't come through this. <laughs> I'm making that shit. That's my new fucking company. Layer nine, the spirit. You know, like it, you might hack my apps, but you'll never take my soul. You could call it like organic security. <laughs> yes, we can. Yes, yes we, we can. can. <laughs> yeah, you want a holistic what approach? Do you need? Give me a fucking chicken and a knife. I got this. <laughs> Physical security at its best. <laughs> How do you keep you out of your data center? Fucking have a sacrificial altar yeah. in the front chicken door. Bones. Yeah. You you just wait. You spend the man hours to wait for one person to try and break into your building. You go Roman style. You cut off their head and put it on a fucking stake in front of the door. <laughs> Trespassers, beware. Jesus, fucking Bill, what happened? Head. 
<laughs> he tried to come in the door. Yeah. <laughs> That's the new guy. Fuck. Fuck him. <laughs> he goes, God damn it. He Lenny told me to use a honey pot, so I tricked him. Made him think he was supposed to come in. I cut his fucking head off. <laughs> God. I don't think that's going to stand up in court. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted honey for his sandwich. Yeah. For his tea. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was getting tea in the tea. break room. He's like, oh, you want honey? <laughs> <laughs> Got his ass. <laughs> I knew somebody wanted honey in this fucker. <laughs> Criminal. Tiger team, bitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, I got to throw a table leg out of a window. Um, yeah, so I read it, and it's... That's what it's I, Maybe Switch, I'm just... Watch out for dude, um, it's behind just, him. It does nothing. It so some, someone's coming up behind Juniper? <laughs> the only thing I can see... From behind. <laughs> the only thing I can really see... I hope really they're running see. a script so they know who fingers... <laughs> But what hole was it? I don't know. I don't know. It was all, all of, of them. them. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so. Show me on the doll where the bad man touched you. Everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> Can I just color the whole thing? There isn't enough crayon. There's so many fingers. <laughs> I have a script. <laughs> it's like a sex. It's this like better a still sex, fucking be recording, dude. It's like a like a sex abuse program. <laughs> Shocker with seventy nine below it. 79. Just seventy nine on on the fucking like <laughs> tattooed across the two fingers. <laughs> <laughs> We're fucking dorks. Oh my god, <laughs> that sucks. God damn it. Back to what I was trying to get on. Fuck, fuck you, Juniper. Something, something's going on with Juniper. What I was footsteps. getting at is fuck them and their little footsteps and whatever else and all this other bullshit. They talk something about VMware, but it's ignorant crap. And how can SC Magazine take a report? No, but how could how could they take a report like the stuff? Uh, that NSS Labs did right. on IDSs showing that Juniper IPS catches 17% of the attacks that they threw at it right. in comparison to the others sending the same exact attacks and say that that's fucking innovation. And 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 it pisses really me like off. 17. But the reason, the reason I'm now happy about it is because as soon as I said something about that, Bruce Potter made the most appropriate comment ever. He said, a company that can fail that much and still be profitable is pretty innovative. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bruce, you win all See, of it. You win Bruce, all the prizes. I, I, think, I think Bruce needs an award for being innovative on that one. <laughs> Most prolific security professional. Boop. <laughs> we should give out EL awards for that. Oh, dude, we totally need like an sure. EL awards system. We do. You know, we started Because Lenny that. gets one. No, I don't know I, what the fuck for, but we're making one just for him. Okay. He gets the. It's gonna be like he the, gets the finger, dude. It's gonna be <laughs> no. It's gonna it's gonna be like uh, like Westwood where they they have like categories, but they're really they're like first place to bring a girl that you're gonna rape for dinner, you know? Oh, <laughs> like, they had some fucked some up really ones. Wild shit. Like best place in Denver to go to get a happy ending. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, what? Like, what? 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 Like no, it's a dessert, huh? You know? Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna give him, you know. So we're gonna have best to, jazz radio so host award. <laughs> <laughs> Best fingering WFNGR 79 <laughs> 79.0 cool W finger Cool 79 
79.0, the mystery. Well, who else did they give innovative awards to? <laughs> um, we didn't all get, sorts we, of we shitty companies. One. Let's see. I'll just go, I'll start going I'm, I'm guessing we're not up for like the RSA Email security podcast actually, of the year, huh? I did apply to... Did <laughs> <laughs> you really? Uh, no, I did apply for a press badge. You fell in your chair. <laughs> <laughs> I did apply for a press badge because I, I thought we should podcast from there. Um uh, no, I help with chances for for twenty twelve. We got we could play him just the part with Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have the edited Trust Wave one for encryption that you we did. bought <laughs> this year. Yeah. <laughs> Faggot. <laughs> we won for encryption, huh? Yeah. Alright. Uh extrusion prevention systems. This is people making shit up. <laughs> this is just the old fucking made up category. Um, XPS V point six six point two. That sounds like a it sounds like a Dell like from Fidelis. Yeah, from Fidelis Security Systems. Good job. We use DLP and fucking rebrand that shit for something else. Uh, data leakage code green. Um, what? I'm I'm not talking about it. Dude. I'm just I'm just smoking through this ID theft. Quareso. I think the Russians should get that. Quareso. They've been doing a pretty good job of ID yep. theft. Cor- you, you, wait, you mean the dude with the social security number didn't win the fucking uh, identity theft award? Because he's got like 18 no, driver's no, licenses. Corresso won. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it sounds like like who won the finger banging competition <laughs> at RSA. Like, Corresso, that bitch is a hoe. You know, like. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Hence why you need this script. Content, <laughs> content management M eighty six, which is enough. There's who, like five who things. Are these people, they're all fucking people who like rebrand open DLP. Um, so are these people that are like trying to get bought? Like they pay totally. them to get. They named? just pay secure computing. They're like, hey, I'll get you, get you a six pack of blowjobs and let an unlimited amount of people finger you. If you just- <laughs> a bunch of condoms that turn red after a day. <laughs> Uh, secure passage, Firemon. Uh, GRC RSAM next. I'm not uh, even going to yeah. talk about that. I think we all need to get together and have people who are badasses in each one of these little spaces, like virtualization and content mm-hmm. protection, all that, individually go through why each one of these companies that they made as an innovator are just just tired old bullshit. That's at least like six or seven episodes for us. <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> Virtual firewall, Altor Networks. Not fucking Altor. That's uh, that sounds firewall. like Altor. Altor. Altor protects your VM. virtual network. Who protected you? Altor did. <laughs> sounds like a <laughs> like a <laughs> Norse god. He's just cond- always like, Altor. It's fucking Altor. God. Fifteen hundred per CPU socket. You are out of your fucking mind. <laughs> Get out of my face. Wow, innovative. Wow. Wow, because we rape people and we don't get charged for it. Well, I didn't rape her. I didn't rape her. <laughs> I just didn't use a condom. God. I just shook her a little. The first Hall of Famer, this is a Hall of Famer, the first one, is Mu Dynamics, a company that personifies innovation and has been one of our innovators for the past three years. So innovative. I've I, actually, I think I've actually heard of that company. I just don't want to read about them anymore. <laughs> But dude, they have magic. Dude. Oh, oh. Uh oh. Core. 
Core? <laughs> Core got an award? They got an innovation award. So there's, award. what, four companies now that we've actually known the name of? Uh, who else here? I mean, I've known a couple of the other ones. I just thought that they were, like, I thought it was a joke that they were a company. I didn't think it, like, it was actually real. Nitro Security. That's okay. pretty much Snort, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I thought right? so. Isn't Nitro so. just, like, completely rebranded Snort? And it's not source fire. It's just like a no, ripoff. It's it's yeah. That's good. And they got pretty graphs, so fuck. And their graphs are shit in Europe, so they're obviously international. <laughs> That's cool. Um logarithm. There's another yeah, fucking yeah. blast from the past. <laughs> good job, guys. Way to innovate. Go on. We got thirty one here. Source fire. Hey, not only do we have nitro in there, we'll just put them in there just in case so nobody bitches. We wrote that code. That's cool. You're in there, too. <laughs> it's like the Special Olympics. Don't worry. Everybody gets gold. <laughs> this is chocolate. I know. Isn't that fun? <laughs> we should stop. I should stop. I'm going to cut myself off. I'm done. Goodbye. St. Francis of Assisi is said to bear the same injuries inflicted Christ on Calvary. Men and women more than 500 since have claimed camaraderie stitched in the scar tissue with the he who was called I am. And there are thousands, from ivory tower to psych ward, who repute to have spoken with their better yet walk reincarnate with umpteen deities to a point of martyrdom never dreamed by centurion, inquisition, or airline. All this portents begs to question, would we even know the Messiah if they deigned to walk among us, or if they refused? Could we even blame them? Their coming has been called, dismissed, and excused amidst the confusion of calendars, bickering of religions as to whether he, she, the millennium is truly passed upon us or gone when they could have just as easily been a number. Name, height, and weight divided by the lash in middle passage and hawked at another three-fifths auction. A numb peripheral. Bleached liver, rags, and bloated belly screaming at skyscrapers insensate the slightest stalk of boy. Left to drift the flat, empty plains of modern-day Middle America, but come on. When's the last time you heard of a crucifixion in Wyoming? The second coming has been an excuse that no matter how far from the garden we've wandered, that a divine light would come and blind and realign us back into purity. The assumption that after we were given the earth, free will, and breath, we would automatically be granted eternity despite every atrocity we have concocted to the shame of the devil. But to ask any one being, regardless of divinity, to shoulder all of our transgressions is to damn us lower than any of God's fallen children. Our eyes have been tilted into our chest and stretched aloft for so long, deciphering signs and signifiers they have ceased to meet and I think it's this place our salvation can be found so count me out for your resurrection because I've already seen it in the name of my niece in every breath before this in every word uttered here tonight in any and every decision that puts us closer to the next blessing that will help complete this our final new prophecy and I pray to whatever and I'm staring right at it <laughs> <laughs>